Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things Moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. This is going to be our 22nd episode. Um, last week we went over chapters 13 through 15 of A Court of Mist and Fury. This week we're only doing chapter uh, 16, but it's because it's like over 30 pages, guys, so I mean... You understand, or else we'd be on here for like four hours, which I, I don't know about you. I don't want to listen to myself for four hours. Um, but it is the first family dinner, you guys. So, like, there's a lot to get through. Um, remember, spoilers and cursing, they're requirements in this pod. I'm not just giving warnings anymore. I'm just straight up telling facts. So, you've been warned again. Um, oh, Madison, book. Oh, yeah. About the book. Okay, guys. So, I definitely want to go over... Um... A book that kind of like blew up on Insta. I had like no idea it was coming out, but like they're doing this like huge giveaway and everyone was posting about it. And literally, I look it up on Goodreads. Guys, the first sentence of the Goodreads page is it's for a Thorn and Roses fans. And I was like, oh, yes. So what you're saying is, is you're a Court of Thorn and Roses fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I really, Mist and Fury, but like, you know, <laughs> you know what we're labeled. It's fine. Um, but I want to just talk about this book that I'm totally stoked for. It's called Deal with the Elf King. It's by Elsa Kova, who like, if you guys haven't read any of her and you have Kindle Unlimited, she is all over Kindle Unlimited. Um, and I just kind of started reading her. So I'm like really excited. But y'all. I have a good fucking feeling about this one. Okay. Um, literally, like some of the details is you're taken to a land filled with magic. Um, you're forced to be the new queen to a cold yet blisteringly handsome elf Ooh. king. Oh, cruel vibes, anyone? Oh my God, Hello? can we just appreciate, Caitlin was like staring off into the distance, and you said blisteringly handsome elf king, and her head just snapped back. I actually paid attention. <laughs> Um, I, so I got some Cruel Prince vibes, I've got some A Court of Thorn and Roses, but, like, also, like, there are very few books you read, and, like, marriage happens right away. Let me tell you, I am all for that trope. So, yes, yes, so... I'm pretty excited. Uh, also, y'all know I definitely fucking pre-ordered the signed copies on uh, Elsa Kova's, uh Etsy. Uh, and totally accidentally ordered two and then texted these two. And I was like, anyone want one? <laughs> and Blake called dibs before Caitlin could even see the text. I, I didn't so. even see the text until like five seconds afterwards. And I was like, well, Blake already got it then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So I don't know, y'all, but maybe you want to check that out. Deal with the Elf King. Um Oh my god, it's not Elsa, it's Elise Kova. Guys, I'm stupid. <laughs> you said, hang on, you said Elise at first. Did you say Elsa later? I you think said I said Elsa. Elsa. I think I said Elsa. Guys, I don't know. If I said Elsa, I'm stupid. But anywho, uh, it's Elise Kova. And um, so I also started her other uh, series on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, it's her first series, and the first book is called Air Awakens. And I'm I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. That's that's the one that I told you when you like first mentioned it to me. I was like, wait a second. And sure enough, it's on my infamous book list, which I have not updated in a hot minute because of work. I need to get on that. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm sure all of y'all saw it on Insta, but I highly doubt you did quite the deep dive. <laughs> I didn't didn't, you, didn't you say her Facebook page is like doing like a Christmas card or something? So or? I obviously it was not enough to just look it up. Um, a bunch of the Kindle Unlimited <laughs> authors, they have Facebook pages and where they like heavily interact and I'm on so many of them but anywho 
they they are she is one of the authors i've signed up for a lot but she's one of the authors that is doing a christmas card i know i signed up for it. i don't know how many spots they have left but it comes with like fan art on the christmas card and i was like oh god need that so that is such a cute and idea. it's free like all you have to do is like put in your information and they mail you stuff like a ton of kindle authors do that i'm signed up for quite a few <laughs> Um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about real quick that was all over Instagram, rightly so, was we have our first little teaser from A Court of Silver Flames, and it came from our queen SJM herself, and this is it, guys. A wicked, taunting smile curved his lips. Glad to see you woke up ready to play, Nesta. Can I just say, swoon! Oh, yeah. But also... Like, let's be honest, guys. I mean, it's 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 Moss. Like, we're being bamboozled, okay? Let's just come <laughs> to terms with it. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I think this is Cassian coming to her tent in an Illyrian war camp and basically waking her up at the ass crack of dawn to, like, you know, put her through the motions of training. And she probably wakes up angry, which, fair, I would be. Well, I don't know if I'd be angry if it was Cassian waking me up at no, the ass crack of dawn, yeah, to be right. honest. I think if it's the ass crack of dawn, I'm still throwing a pillow at him. But then exactly. I'm like, then afterwards, I'm like, come here, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, I would like throw, <laughs> yeah, like, it'd be like throw the pillow and be like, oh, no, my nightgown has fallen off. <laughs> or, oh, <laughs> no, know? there like, goes my blankets and I am not wearing anything. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Well, I, it's the hilarious. Yeah, uh, listen, let me just, I just want to say, though, I think Nessa has the balls to literally just like, throw the cover off, new to shit, get up and just, like, bypass Cass and then, like, get dressed and be like, fuck you on the way out the door. Honestly, I could see her at this point not only just bypassing him to get dressed, but if he's trying to be, like, protective and be like, I don't want anybody else to see you naked or something like that, she'd fucking walk out in the middle of camp oh, yeah. at this point. Oh, you yeah. know, I could definitely see that. And you know what, though? Like, I'd be for it. So, I, this, this is a good, okay, I feel like this is a perfect teaser, because one, like, it does make you think, like, oh, shit, sexy time, but, like, we know it's probably, like, out of context, because that's just how book teasers go, but, like, a wicked taunting smile, and, like, the words he says to her, like, I'm glad you woke up ready to play, like, if this freaking teaser doesn't encapsulate their relationship, I don't, I don't know what does, like, you know what I mean, like, their banter is on par probably i i say it has the potential to exceed like early feyre reese oh, yeah. banter yeah. because it's just actually like feyre and reese were like had some venom especially feyre as we've been seeing but like cassian and nesta nesta just has the venom and cass cassian's temper lets him match it and i just i cannot wait for the dialogue we're gonna get there oh, yeah. it's gonna be good not to mention like you know the, the sex <laughs> but the dialogue um, theory in sex is just giving me so fire. Oh, it's giving me so fire. Oh, God. I, ooh, ooh. Mm, God, I need this book. Like, I keep forgetting that it got delayed. I know it's not that big of a delay, but, like, it's still – every time I remember, because I'm, like, I had a calendar, like, countdown going, and literally last week I looked at it, and I was like, wait a second. Fuck! It got delayed to February, Blake, and I had to, like, reset it, and I don't know why, but it, like, really bothered me. Even though, literally, isn't it, like, a three-week? It's not even that long. I just have so many copies coming that I just, like... <laughs> yeah, we still need to figure I, out... I, I really out. should count how many copies I ordered. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know at this point. 
they did that on purpose. You know they did. You know they yes. did. But, I, I mean, it's a marketing thing. So, either way, uh, Madison, do you want to take us to the recap? Okay, Valaris. The place of dreams, honestly. Um, so, Farah like, begs Reese to take her with him when he leaves. She doesn't really care where she's going to go. Um, she vows never to let anyone know about it. So Reese takes her. She ends up in a townhouse, which is like Reese's like true home. Um, she had never really been to a city because city just didn't like exist. Uh, Reese gives her a tour of the four quarters of Valaris. Um, Farrah gets pissed because she's just pissy. Um, <laughs> she's pissed at really everything um, because like. Uh, everything except for Valaris is destroyed. She's wondering why Reese didn't extend Valaris to those in need. Um, and she's just like upset at the world. So Reese informs her that she should not be mad at the people. Um, it's not their fault. Reese had to make some pretty instant decisions. One that he will have to live with the rest of his life. Um, but it's not his people's fault. He sort of calms down, goes home. Um, Family dinner approaches, and obviously they argue about Reese flying her up to the house. Uh, Reese wins, and Farrah takes her first flight. So that was our little recap. That was a beautiful recap, Madison. Thank you. I try. I try. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Okay, so chapter 16. I've got, like, the first, like, eight pages or so. So here we go. Woo-woo. So... I'm really excited because I have like a ton of the initial descriptions of the characters <laughs> and I honestly rereading this. I most of the time when I read this book, I skip to like pretty much the part where like Lucian tries to take her back. So like, oh, that's you know, a good part. Exactly. And like, that's when like, I don't know, some real dirty stuff starts happening. So like, <laughs> I have not read these chapters in a while. So I was like pretty excited to like. I agree with you on that. Get back to the original. Um, okay. So let's just, let's, let's talk about our two winged Illyrians here. So they, obviously they've landed and um, Cass and Az are standing there. She doesn't know them yet, but they're standing there far away. So Reese like saunters over to them literally says saunters i can totally appreciate that oh, i can um, see it i can see it perfectly too but here we go here is our first little description here um so both of them were tall their wings tucked in tight to powerful muscled bodies covered in plated dark leather that reminded me of worn scales and of some serpentine beast all i want to say is there, you know, muscled bodies covered in dark leather? Take me to a BDSM club. Uh, but that's the point. Identical long swords were each strapped down the column of their spines, the blades beautiful in their simplicity. Perhaps I needn't have bothered with the fine clothes after all. Can I just say, I mean, the tight, powerful bodies and the leather, for sure. For me, I don't know what this says about me. For me, it's like picturing like the giant broadsword just down their back. Kind of like the Witcher, like Henry Cavell is the Witcher oh. with the giant sword. That yep. right there, I'm like, what you do with that sword, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, honestly, the men in S.J. Moss's books are just fucking delicious. They just are. Yeah. She has a way of describing men. Like, whew. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, obviously love this intro here. The slightly larger of the two, his face masked in shadow, chuckled and said, come on, Farah, we don't bite unless you ask us to. Oh. <gasps> bite me. Bite. I'm fucking begging you to bite me, like right now, right now. And hello, Cassian. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I just, I love that. So, but of course, you know, we got to add a little family snark here. Uh, slid his hands into his pockets. The last I heard, Cassian, no one has ever taken you up on that offer. <laughs> and I'm like, they're yes. all literally everyone in the inner circle. Have you have you guys noticed? Like, we see it. Literally everyone picks on it. Cass, Cass is the one they pick on. Yeah, but I also feel like I mean, it's, he, he does it to himself. I was gonna say but... he does it to himself. Like he really brings it on himself. I love that, but though. it cracks me up. Yeah, and he just takes it in stride too. Oh, he does. He does. Um, but literally, it literally says that, uh, Farrah, Farrah's wondering, um, if all the Illyrian people were just blessed with unnaturally good looks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, let me move to that town. Um, so here's a little, here's a little description. Like their high Lord, the males warriors were dark haired, tan skin. But unlike Greece, their eyes were hazel and fixed on me as I took the last step. Let's just talk. Is that every girl's wet dream? Like tall, dark haired, tanned, hazel eyes. Like, I mean, eye color can change, but oh. And watching like, you? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, okay, that was a little. Yeah, but like uh, watching you walk into a room, like, you know, when like, nope, you don't, uh-huh. you don't get that feeling. Caitlin, I don't think you can walk that back because the way you said it was just <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I'm a little out of it. <laughs> either way, either way, I mean, <laughs> that's just delicious. I mean. What is it? There's like a trend on, um, like all over, like I've seen on TikTok and Reddit and Instagram, Twitter, all of it. And it's like, bitches, let, bitches are like men are trash, but they'll let some fictional character, tall, dark skin, like dark haired fictional character with a sharp jawline destroy their lives. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. hang on. And then it's like, bitches are me. <laughs> I, I'm there. I'm, destroy me. I, I, I'll be laying on the bed if you need to find me. Yeah, exactly. literally. I've got a real, I've got a nice little life here, but you can come wreck it, Reese. Go ahead. Yeah. Or Cassian. Or Happily. Just anyone. Any just anyone, really. Yeah, any of you. Um, so I love that. Um, and then I just want to take note, you know, because Cassian is like looking at Reese and he goes, so fancy tonight, brother. And you made poor Farah dress up too. So this tells us two things, really. One, they don't need to dress up. It's not, it's not a formal setting. Uh, they're not, you know, still in the spring court, really. Uh, two, we don't know it yet, but they're not brothers, but they see each other as family. And, like, we'll get to that on the next page. But, I mean, that tells us, like, two very important aspects to their uh, friendship and relationship. Um, but here's a little, okay, so since A Court of Silver Flames is coming out, there's a little excerpt here about Cassian that I thought we should highlight. So there was something rough hewn about his features. Like he'd been made of wind and earth and flame. And all these civilized trappings were little more than an inconvenience. Oh, I would, I mean, Cass, uncivilized, yum. 
what that's like it literally is like imagine when he gets to let go exactly exactly um and i just love that so that's a little bit about cast the next paragraph y'all and i don't know if you guys follow along in the book but we're on page 158 um let me just tell you the next paragraph is about as and every time i read more about as Here's my weekly plug for the menage, but I just like <laughs> find it. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, so here we go. But the second male, the more classically beautiful of the two, even the light shied from the elegant planes of his face with good reason. Beautiful, but near unreadable. He'd be the one to look out for the knife in the dark. Indeed, an obsidian hilted hunting knife was sheathed at his thigh. Oh my god. Okay, so he's dangerous. I, have- I as maybe sweet to Elaine, but he is fucking dangerous. I love oh, it. Oh, he's like I think he he is like he gives me the male equivalent of Selena. <gasps> like, like I think and you don't know it because she like Selena obviously her persona is like cocky, like fuck you, I'm an assassin, I'll kill you, which I'm like, yes, bitch. But as mm-hmm. I think is even more dangerous because like, yes, he's unsettling to people because of how like dark and mysterious he is. And like, obviously the shadows probably throw people off, but like, he doesn't come off violent. You don't see the violence, Yeah. but I have a feeling it's, he's, he's more dead. Like I think Cassian is deadly in his own right. But I think, I think as is probably, ruthless. Oh, well, yeah. I feel like be honest. Cassian is more outwardly deadly. Like you look at him and you know, mm-hmm. he is. And then as is like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, he is an assassin. Yeah. Well, like, you know something. Both of them had terrible upbringings until Reese's mother, Mm -hmm. like, took over. Um, But, I mean, in all reality, Aziz was the worst. Oh, yeah. And we don't find that out for quite... You don't find Aziz's story out for... Actually, I kept thinking it was going to be in my pages, but it's... I'll get to that. It's You don't find out most of his story for a while. Because they let him tell it because, well, it's very it's ass. I think you should let him, yeah. Now I have to ask, though, after these, just these initial descriptions, who are you hitting as. first? As or Cass? As. I'm sorry, I need the dark and dangerous and... No, I, my, my, my face is... Bec- I didn't expect it to be that easy for both of you. Both of you had instant answers, and here I'm sitting here... I'm telling you right now, listen, I can't wait for Cass and Nessa's story, but I need an ad story, like yesterday. I need to know... I want a, a story from his... Like, I even... Just a chapter from his point of view, because I want to know what his inner dialogue The is dirty like. dreams I have about him in those shadows are unreal. I just... I think oh, I just like... Shit. I like Cassian just because he's like bigger stronger like he's just just my type he's your type mm. yep he's your type all around Caitlin. yeah yeah well fuck man i don't you know what you guys both gave answers two of three is fine i'm not because <laughs> i don't know oh I don't know why I that i didn't have that's obviously always no, the answer that's my that's answer. answer you that's can just answer. be in the middle eiffel tower okay there we go so i've solved all your lifelong worries thank you thank so you so anyway yeah. uh reese says this is my spy master what a name. Like, I love that. I love that. Um, and so he greets her and then Farrah sees that like his hand is scarred and burned. Um, and you know, she says they must've been horrific if even their immortal blood had not been able to heal them. 
So clearly we know that something's going on. Um, But, okay, so then the leather plates of his light armor flowed over most of it, held by a loop around his middle finger, not to conceal, I realized, as his hand breached the chill night air between us. No, it was to hold in place the large, depthless cobalt stone that graced the back of the gauntlet. A matching one lay on top of his left hand, and twin red stones adorned Cassian's gauntlets, their color like a slumbering heart of flame. Here's why I pointed this out. One. That's four, right? Because I thought in Wings and Ruin, it was highlighted several times that they had six. No, no, no. They have... Okay, so what it is, is they each have seven. So that's two for each of them. There's one on their gauntlet, each uh-huh. of their gauntlets, two on their right. shoulder, one on their uh-huh. chest, and then I want to say they have two more their on... Their knees. Their knees, yeah. They have seven each. Okay. You just can't okay. see it right now. I th- Well, I think the other ones they probably don't put on unless they're going into battle because they don't need yeah. them. Oh. I thought it was like a we sp- wear all the time kind of Yeah, thing. I did too. N- I don't think so. I'll get into it when I, because I have the siphon. Yeah, yeah. And the way they describe it, I think that they don't have to wear them at all. Oh, well, I would hope not because they'd get in the way of the fucking, but. Well, my thing is, is like, yeah, well, like the ones on the gauntlet and the shoulders and the chest, like, that's fine. Like, I'm like, okay. But the ones on the knees, I'm like, even if you're walking, I'm like, yeah, that's heavy. And like, would it chase? Like, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah know. We'll okay. So that's why I highlighted that. Plus it kind of tells you about, you know, what they're wearing. Um, also, as is the, uh, uh Cassian's looks like the summering heart of a flame. And I'm like, flame. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Deep dive. Anywho. So then Farah finally gets the initiative, like you are brothers, question mark. And Reese goes, brothers, in a sense that all bastards are brothers of some sort. Uh, which, honestly, God, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Um, and then she asks, and you? And yeah, she's at, directing that towards Cassian. And he goes, like, so casually, just a flippant response, I command Reese's armies. Okay, Ooh. cash. That's fine. That's fine. No big deal. Um, for a lot of reasons, though, like armies. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she says yes. that, and she's like, "And Reese had armies." <laughs> okay, um, but like, also, I love this because it's like Cassian's hazel eyes track the mint, his mouth twitching to the side, and I honestly thought he was about to give his professional opinion on how doing so would make me unsteady against any opponent. <laughs> When Azra- when Azrael clarified Cassian, who also excels at seeing everyone off, especially amongst our friends. So as a friend of Rhysand, good luck. <laughs> so I love that Cassian is always trying to like smirk. Like, yeah. I, I love oh, yeah. that because he, he enjoys his own sassiness. Yeah, I think he he is his biggest yeah, fan. So- like, they're being so casual, so flippant, whatever. And she's like, well, maybe they don't really know about me. Like, maybe they have no idea. But then, quick, quick to come out, um, Cass goes, how the hell did you make the bone ladder in the Midgard Worm's lair when you look like one, uh, your own bones can snap at any moment? <laughs> That's, like, such a, like, not even a backhanded compliment, but, like, Kind 
you know, like, wow, you did this cool thing, but like, you're scrawny yeah. AF. Man. Yeah, like what, and also like what happened to you, I think is what he's asking, really. Um, yeah. And I love Farah because we're getting a little spark here. How the hell did you manage to survive this long without anyone killing you? <laughs> and I was like, wow, for like someone you literally just met, like what, two seconds ago? That's, that's pretty humorous. She don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. so you know they end up laughing, whatever. Um, and then our beautiful Moore walks oh. in. Um, <laughs> you know, you said that SJM has a way of describing males, dude. She has a way of describing people because the way she describes Moore and Amron, I'm, I'm gonna like, tell okay, you what you could get it probably. Yeah, this is in my head when I originally read this were so fucking different <laughs> than what saw the fan art and I reread it and like took close notice of the details yeah I mean I don't know where my mind was to begin with um but Moore walks in uh of course she breezed onto the balcony because you know, Moore has that type of class if Cassian's howling I hope it means Farrah told him to shut his fat mouth well <laughs> that's a that's a that's a greet everyone these are honestly these are all the friends that we need. These are like, we need more friends like this. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, what are we? Well, I, you know, we can always mm. use more. I mean, we, <laughs> we are technically just like this, but either way. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I, I probably would not be more because she's very graceful and like floats in places. And I'm sitting here with my hair wet, wrapped in a blanket. Honestly, so. I don't think, and you know I both think you are, like, fucking beautiful, but I don't think any of us... I don't think any of us... ...to even no. join in. <laughs> I'd like to think... I'd like to think I'd be Amron because I'm just full of fury at all Short times. Short little furious person? Issues. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I just think... Caitlin, you're... I was about to say, I... Probably. You, you, yeah, yeah. You, Who the cast. fuck am I? Hmm... I don't know. You're kind of you're the sassy one. You might be as because as is sassy. I think he's I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, but anywho, so here we get our first glimpse of the as and more debacle. Oh, makes me so sad. I love that you call it a debacle. Such a I term just, for sad. This. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate. Yeah, it. it's it's um, rough. And, like, I love more. I love how independent and strong she is. But what she did to Az, that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. Well, what she's continuing yeah. to do, really. Because, like, as of A Court of Frost and Starlight, I think it's still... I think it's a little worse because she shows kind of a few little signs of jealousy at, between, at him and Elaine. And I'm like, girl, you can't be jealous about him. And you, you, you don't yeah. have the right. But anywho. Um, so she goes. Uh, so both of them stand up. It was almost enough to distract me from noticing Azriel as those shadows lightened and his gaze slid over Moore's body. Mm. A red flowing gown of chiffon accented with gold cuffs and combs fashioned like gilded leaves swept back um, the waves of unbound hair. God, she's beautiful. Question. Mm. If Az has been pining for more for literally hundreds of years, and we've heard like Cassian's banged a bunch of people, more sleeps with people, like right, right. on. Has has Az? Does I don't he think sleep he does. Fuck me! If we have a virgin trope, I will die. I will die. I, I, uh, think, uh, I honestly, I honestly, you know, like 
But my only thing is in my pages coming up, Cass mentions that, like, as the three of them got older and hit, like, 18, 20 and around that age, all they wanted to do was fight and fuck. So I'm assuming as took part in both parts. I don't know, but if we have a virgin trope, I'll die. But see, I I think he just seems the type. I I swear I read it somewhere that, like, as has been pining for more for so long that he just didn't find anyone else attractive. That's what I'm wondering, because I'm like, I also like there's no maybe way. maybe he had sex, I, I, but like it's been just so long he pretty much re-virginized yeah. himself. That could happen. Well, because he just doesn't seem the type for a casual. Like I don't think he could actually yeah. do a casual. Ooh, hookup. plot twist! What if him and Elaine are secretly hooking up? They're not. Oh, I, I mean, I like your enthusiasm there, but I I, I can so. see Moss pissing us all off by doing that. Mm. No. I don't know. No. You mark I want no, us to no. all remember this episode later down the road. We will remember this. So we- <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one, Blake. Um so anyway, then they get into this little banter about, you know, Reese and Moore and their clothes and always looking beautiful. Um and Cass goes, unlike some people, I have better things to do with my time than sit in front of the mirror for hours. Um anyway, so As puts a stop. He's like, We have company. Um, Azrael's soft warning wings again spreading a bit as he herded them to the open balcony doors to the dining room. I could have sworn tendrils of darkness swirled in their wake. Okay, guys. This is why I think I like as mm. most. I want an as sex scene. Like, I want cookies with my coffee every fucking morning. Okay, think of the kinky fucking sex you could have with those tendrils of darkness. Honestly, it makes me think. Could of you Dorian. use them like a sex toy? Yeah, it's like Dorian, where he like uses them to like hold, like hold man uh, down and stuff. Well, and, one like, we like, definitely did her. not get enough of that in that story. Oh my god, the Manon and Dorian stuff. Need, we more. need more. Um, I need her to go back now that because I think part of it was because she was a little bit younger, so that's part of the reason you don't get as much sexy like time in. <sighs> Thorn a glass. Imagine if she went back. First off, just went back because I want more of that world. But like, went back and just did like a companion novel of like. I want to. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when you said not like younger, I thought you were talking about Manon, and I'm like, Manon is literally like a hundred years old. Who are you? And then I realized you're talking about Moss. Okay. I was wondering. You had like a weird look on your face, and I was like, she should be for this. I was so confused. Okay, now I get it. Yes, Um, I want. Oh. Well, you know, considering she's already written a, like, dirty threesome, which, God, please release those. Um, yeah. I really just, like, I think she could do some just light BDSM things that I think could get real good with Az. Especially if so. he's in a menage. You I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Girl. There's is, nothing I want more. No, no, I'm not on. getting off it. There's nothing I want more. I just, I need listeners. This is a cry for help. If there is not a menage in the book, which I'm sorry, with the three of them, Lucian, As, and Elaine, which I'm sorry, Madison. I just, I, I'm hopeful, but I'm not. Listeners, you fanfic writers out there, please. No, no, no. One of our listeners, um, Mm-mm-mm. Keenan, uh, 
Rita Holics Anon. Is she writing one? Um, she, no, she said if there's not one, she's going to write one. So, like, we're good. Good. Okay. We're good. You're doing. So the world won't. She's, doing, she's doing the cauldron's work for me right there. Exactly. Um. Anywho, so just one little last little note about Az and his description. Um. The lurking shadows vanished entirely as Azriel's head dipped a bit. His night dark hair sliding over his handsome face as if to shield him from that mercilessly beautiful grin. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, but then more gave no in- indication that she noticed. Oh. And I'm like, you noticed. Oh, of course. You noticed. Anyway, you so, so, so more says, come sit with me for a drink. Um, I want to get you before Omrin hogs you. LOL. And here is our queen of death herself. <laughs> I fucking love her. I do too. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Just, she's great. So let's, let's get into her, her description a little bit. Um, the interior dining room doors open on a whispering wind, revealing the shadowed crimson halls of the mountain beyond. And maybe part of me remained mortal because even though the short, delicate woman looked like Haifei, as Reese had warned me, every instinct was roaring to run, to hide. Damn, her aura's oh. got to be a bad bitch crazy. Uh, she was several inches shorter than me. Her chin-length black hair glossy and straight. Her skin tan and smooth. Who the fuck isn't tan? I I want a natural tan, damn it. Who the fuck is not tan in the inner circle? Is more is more well, yeah, because she they say that she's exactly like everyone's just fucking tanned and is, gorgeous. Yeah. You know who's not Farrah. tan? Uh Pharaoh. Okay. <laughs> and her face pretty or- on plane was bored if not mildly irritated but Omrin's eyes yes Yes. her silver eyes were unlike anything I'd ever seen a glimpse into the creature that I knew in my bones wasn't high fey hadn't been born that way the silver in Omrin's eyes seemed to swirl like smoke under glass wow wow she's great um, and obviously she has adorned herself I... with so much beautiful jewelry. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, that's the mood. Um, she has, um, pearls, white, gray, and black adorned her ears, fingers, and wrists. Even the high Lord at my side felt like a wisp of a shadow compared to the power thrumming through her. Boss ass bitch. Woo! Um, For real. So then, then y'all, Farrah gets a little jealous, I think. I see a little hint of jealousy here um, because she goes, Amran goes right up to Reese. Your taste remains excellent, High Lord. Thank you. And she's, she's um, wearing the silver and pearl brooched uh, pin that Reese had bought in Valaris. Um. So then Farrah's like, damn, so, you know, are they together? What is the relationship? Why would Reese buy her jewelry? I don't know. I got a little. I, I got a. Can you imagine got a, that? Like, got a little bit of jealousy there. Mm. Um, so finally, 
Amran comes up to Fairy, uh, Farah, and she goes, so there are two of us now. And Farah's like, what the fuck is she talking about? She, we who were born something else and found ourselves trapped in new strange bodies. So, each of them was they weren't like originally born high fae. So, I do want to mm-hmm. reference here, thankfully one of our listeners messaged us um, and Hannah, whose Insta is Starry Book Sky, she sent us an article that SJ Moss did an interview, and she says, because in our last couple episodes, we were like, you know, what is Amran exactly? Like, we, I mean, it was never mm-hmm. clearly stated. So she sent us an article that SJ Moss yeah. did, and SJ Moss says that Amran is an Old Testament angel. But not like an angel that's like perfect and beautiful, an angel of death, an angel assassin. So, oh, that's like, can we get book? (laughs) Well, that's what, okay. So my thinking is like in the interview, like when they ask, that's what she kind of like describes her as, right? My thinking is in Crescent City, because you know, we all want to have try to figure out how if they all connect at all. In Crescent City, think of the arch, 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 oh. archangels. Ooh. I think, I think, in, if you think of an um, an archangel and an Old Testament angel, like how they're described, because like everybody thinks of like Michael is like, oh, Michael's the savior. No, Michael was a psycho too, guys. Like, sorry, like I'm just saying, like he was like a warrior, like angel. Like that's how they were. And I'm like, is that what she's trying to? Because like obviously the interview looked like it was done a while back, like probably before, like. Crescent City was maybe yeah, an idea. like yeah. thought in her mind. So I'm like, with that description, the the archangels themselves in Crescent City sound like they could be like equivalents of like Old Testament angels. So I'm like, this, if anything, I think it lends to the theory that Amron is from like that's yeah. that world. Um I think so. I don't but know. then I love um I love that um Cassian and Amran kind of like Amran's very serious and like you know obviously old as time but um Cass still kind of plays around with her even though she has this like brooding um kind of scary ass vibe to her so um she's like describing how they were made whatever and Cassian's like please just get to the point I'm hungry yes um so, I'm hungry. Amr's response. No one warming your bed right now, Caspian? <laughs> it must be so hard to be an Illyrian and have no thoughts in your head save for those about your favorite part. LOL. And, of course, Cass has to be a sassy asshole. You know I'm always happy to tangle in the sheets with you, Amrin. <laughs> Cassian said, I know how much you enjoy Illyrian. And then <laughs> Rhysan just... Goes, nope, Miriam. We're going to talk about Miriam. <laughs> Can you imagine, too, in Reese's mind? Oh yeah, God, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so they talk about how Miriam was made into an immortal. Um, and Amran goes, it's interesting. All the ancient players have returned. Um, and it said Miriam was gifted a long life, not a new body. But you, whoa, your very blood, your veins, your bones were made an immortal soul in an immortal body. And 
I didn't realize that until she said that, like, and how Amron, like, saw it. Because, like, when we see Feyre come back to life, I thought they just, yeah. like, you know, like, gave their little seeds of power. And, like, but I guess it makes sense, though, because yeah. she literally changed species. So I guess now looking at All I have to like, say oh, okay. is Moore's next line is the mood of my life. <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants to talk, talk, talk. Can't we just eat, 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 and then talk? <laughs> and I'm like, God, fucking mood of my life. Um, but then I also want to talk about how it keeps referencing, and I didn't mention it, you know, all the times I saw it, but it keeps mentioning, referencing, you know, they're pouring another glass of wine. She poured me a glass. I hadn't even finished my first sip. She's clinking against my own. Like they drink a lot and I hardcore feel that. (laughs) Can you imagine what Reese's Uh, wine is like? Oh, man. Um... And literally, Moore goes, don't let these old busybodies boss you around. And Cassian goes, pot, kettle, black. I just appreciate that so much. <laughs> um, so then it talks about how Omrin doesn't eat food. And it talks about how, like, she doesn't eat the food that they're going to eat and kind of alludes to the fact that she, you know, drinks some blood, which... I just want to say, else, I love know? that the angel of death has some empire-like qualities. <laughs> yes. I kind of love that. But we're going to end this. My it, little section know. ends with a thought. Reese chuckled from my other side. Remind me family dinners more often. Family dinners. Because you're a family. Not a fucking yeah. cold-ass court. And I want to end with, Tam is a douche. Strong yeah. sentiments Our- coming from Madison. Uh, well, I just, I thought that was a good ending for this little section. <laughs> Tam's a douche, and we move on. Well, I, I like that even, like, even Feyre, like, she makes that connection where she's like, family dinners, not official court gatherings, you know, like, they weren't yeah. pretending. Like, and honestly, genius on Reese's behalf, because this is the perfect way to yeah. get yeah. her to say yes to working for him. Honestly. Um, because I'm sure she did before this probably be like, man, I don't want to be like, if your court's anything like Tam's, I don't want to be like, just bossed around by your bitch ass. Like, you know, so, uh, my, my section opens up. We're going to get into the siphons, which I find like fascinating. Also, just, uh, we go through a lot of history in Blake's so, section. Yeah. And when I was parsing this out, I was like, okay, there are going to be some deep dives here. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Blake's gonna be the best you know one to what? do this. Caitlin will just skim over it, skip it all together. You know, honestly, that oh was kind of my thought. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with the most love because I'm the one that parses out our sections. And I'm like, if it could be a deep dive, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go give it to Blake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, you know what? Fine. I'm embracing it, guys. I'm embracing <laughs> it. People enjoy him. You know what? Fuck you. Okay. Well, I think you know they do. Enjoy them. No, I'm paranoid. <laughs> no, I'm paranoid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, basically, like after after Reese makes that little comment about family dinners, there's a little bit of like a lagging conversation, and Favor literally can like feel the what she a cocoon of silence pulses around as, and I'm like, yeah, that actually like that's what I imagine with him because he he would his silence wait, would wait, literally be palpable. Guys. You know what I mean? Wait. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, no, it's not you. This what has nothing do? to do with what we're talking about, but I was just flipping through the back of this book. Do you know how many chapters are in this book? 69. Is it like 80-something? <laughs> it's like so immature, but I was like, God, for a book with like the hottest that I ever read, that is perfect. Like the number of chapters, 69. Also, wait a second. If there's a, the, the last book, A Court of Thorn and Roses is like two... 300 pages shorter, isn't it? And it's like 50 something pa- chapters. So that's oh why God. all these so chapters that are had, so long. I was just flipping through because I was like, ooh. And I was like, oh my God. LOL. That's so immature, guys. I'm so sorry. Like, you 69 all you want. It's so serious. Yeah. But I just thought that was such a great number for this book. And like, I appreciate it even more. And I hope oh Moss thought of that. Like, I appreciate it even more because of this. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know how to recover after that. Fuck, now I lost my... Okay, 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 I found it. I found it again. No problem, okay. So, she, like, feels the silence. It's, like, palpable from Az, which, like, I get that. I get that vibe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would always, even if he wants you to know he's in the room, you would know without him saying a word. You know what I mean? Like, he's got that vibe. And I appreciate that like she's she's looking at the stone on his gauntlet and notices that he noticed her look and i'm like girl he's been and she even says she's like he's cataloging literally every one of her movements and she's new like i know that he knows that like at this point they don't know that she's reese's mate um but at least amarin like is that in mine or where is it where amarin like sniffs and like reese just nods is that in my chat i don't remember or did we go buy it I don't know. That one point during this dinner, Amran literally, like, is, like, talking and kind of, like, sniffs Farah and looks at Reese, and Reese just nods. And I'm like, okay, one, she's either noticing that she has all the High Lord's powers, or two, the mating bond. Which I I think it's the mating bond, because he kind of mentions, like, more new because he, like, when he winnowed back, that's literally, he was like, she's my mate. And more was probably like, who the fuck are you talking about? I haven't seen you in 50 years. Like, what? Um... So I think it's interesting because, like, right now, Az doesn't know that. Az knows that, like, Reese is viewing her as a friend. And, like, he's probably like, ooh, Reese got the feels. But either way, he's so protective of his family mm-hmm. that he's still, like, clocking her every movement, right? And so he notices her looking at the uh, siphon. And basically, I think he just kind of throws her a bone where he, like, holds it up. And he's like, they're called siphons. And they concentrate and focus our power in battle. And she notices, like, it's just him and Cass wearing them. And Reese is like, okay, they're not, they're trying to help. They're not being helpful. So he clarifies. He's like, look, Illyrians are, uh, how do I put this politely? Like bloodthirsty. They tend to follow incinerate now, ask questions later. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, that's fair. So they have like, they all have a little bit of magic, I think, but some of them are blessed and it's rare that some of them are blessed with what they call the killing power, basically. And what I found interesting is Right here is Amarin goes the gift of a violent warmongering people, which is kind of rude, obviously, to the Illyrians. Not necessarily wrong from what we learn. As nods and like his shadows like tighten around him. Like I think his shadows are the only yeah. really betrayal of his feelings. And he nods. So he's basically saying, like, yeah. And Cass kind of gives a sharp look and like kind of gives as a look of why, like, why are you agreeing? And it's a subtle, a subtle exchange, but I, I see it as, as Madison mentioned, as his background is, it's horrible. Like, his upbringing, his backstory, it is tragic. Like, truly tragic. 
And because of that, I know he's still to a certain degree proud to be an Alarian because that's it. Their culture is very deep, like in, embedded within them, but he doesn't share the like hope and drive that Cassian does to, um, one, to, to have change happen. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of why, uh, this this look from Cassian because Cassian's like fuck you don't talk shit about my people whereas Az is like no you're right Amran so what we find out is like only extremely strong Alarians are given these stones and usually I don't we, I don't think we really learned the exact number here but we find out later but either way I'm gonna say yeah. it now. usually warriors have like one to two so they might have like one chest or maybe the two on the gauntlet because those seem like the easiest like mm-hmm. placements you know what I mean like if you're gonna have them I'd rather have, like, one here or one of my hands. Um, Cass and Az is what you were talking about earlier. They have seven each. Seven. That honestly makes them sexier. Like, <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, shit, man. So, basically, what these do, they're kind of, I thought, I think they're kind of cool because this killing power is a blunt magical, like, force, basically. And what the siphons do is when your power is that, um, that massive, basically, and it's raw power is these siphons like they're their mat they have their own magic basically where they help them form it into more subtle like weapons defenses it's not just blunt force you know what i mean so like i imagine like one of the ways they could use it and i think they do it in a court of wings and room one of them does it like snakes out from them and it's literally like spears like dozens of spears mm-hmm. at once into the enemies shit like that instead of like just like a tsunami wave of power which I, I, at one point, that does happen in one of the battles where, like, one of them just uses it as, like, a fucking just How giant hot. wave of, like, everybody <laughs> dies and it hits, which I'm like, hmm. right? That's what I'm saying. Um, and they're beautiful. And I think, like, that's, I mean, they do, like, that's what uh, Feyre keeps, keeps looking at is she keeps noticing, like, it's just, like, they're pretty, which is kind of funny because for what they do, they're, like, <laughs> stones, basically. Ooh, shiny. Like, shiny. <laughs> pretty. But... And going off of that is it's funny is uh, what is it like Cass she um, Cass oh god this I'm sorry I can't say it with a straight face because it cracks me up so when she's like noticing them after the description she kind of gets a brief description she she calls she oh. calls Cassie and Lord oh Cassie. shit I forgot and I just I can't she goes Lord Cassian. And literally everybody at the table just loses it, right? Like, they lose it. And it's just, it's funny because, like, Cassian literally spits wine out on Moore. Moore's like, what the fuck? Uses magic to clean it up. And everybody else at the table is, like, shaking with laughter and just, like, beside themselves. And She didn't know. She was trying to be so sweet. You know? No! No! Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's just, like, a big misstep and everything. But... Oh, I forgot something. I want to make fun of something because Cassian talks about how beautiful the stones are, right? He's like, oh, it doesn't hurt that they look good, too. Oh, because he's like, oh, it's a burden to wear so many. And Amryn has the balls to go Alarians and roll her eyes. I'm like, bitch, you are like a fucking (laughs) dragon with your treasures. And you're going to come at Cassian for thinking his stones, his actual. I love that because I just read a dragon reading book. (laughs) Oh, oh my god, you would. You I'm sorry. Oh my god. A dragon mating. But like, but literally to quote yeah. Cassian, pot <laughs> yeah. kettle black. Like, come on. 
So, sorry, I, just, I had to mention that because I remember I read that and I was like, really, Amber, really? you're, you're going to come out here for that? But okay. So um, oh. we, we get the Lord Cassian line, which honestly is probably one of the funniest lines like in the book. And I like that Reese, he draws it when he's like, Cassian is not a Lord. And we actually find out that out of the inner yeah. circle, Moore is the only one with the title. Not even, like, well, I mean, I guess technically Reese is, like, High Lord. But, like, besides that, he didn't have, like, a necessary title. And she, he's, like, he explains, basically. And this is where you see, like, the beginnings. And we see it more when we get to the Summer Court. If, like, yeah. High Fae are kind of elitist dicks. Like, some, not all of them. That's, you don't want to do that. You don't want to, like, generalize. But, like, High Fae have this whole, like, High Fae, like, pure bloodline, like, fucking, like, Malfoy. And... Then you've got, like, the Lesser Fae and then Alarians. Well, Reese is, like, I'm half Alarian, and that's as good as a bastard when it comes to, like, the High Fae. And I was like, well, shit, man, that's kind of harsh. Especially, like, one, your father's their High Lord. Like, really? So this is where we get, um, it gets kind of sad again. So first we find out, like, Cassie is basically, like, Alarians are, like, because Fae is obviously, in a, for good reason, she's confused. But she's asking questions, which, uh, that's, that's a good sign. She isn't, like, she's asking questions, you know? Like, she could just be, like, silent like she was in the spring court. She's asking questions, which is great. And they're getting answered, which is even better. So, Cassian explains, he's like, look, Alarians, we're not really high fae. We're not lesser fae. We're, we're just Alarians. Like, that's what we are. We're our, we're our own thing. And you find out that, basically, they're uh, seen as, like, expendable aerial cavalry for the night court at the best of times, and otherwise we're just soldier grunts at the worst. And, again, Ads comes in, he's like, which is most of the time? And I, I like yeah. that Fair's like, I'm not gonna ask about the shadows yet. I'm not there. So she's just like, we're gonna ignore those. And this is a very big, like, scene right here, I think. So Feyre needed to know, because she's like, I would have noticed these people, so she just goes... I didn't see you under the mountain. And I don't, I like to think that she didn't mean to inflict this much emotional stress, you know, like she didn't realize it would have this big of a like visceral reaction from everyone. But part of me's like, maybe yeah. it did because we mm -hmm. do know that she's still angry that Valerius was scared. Yeah, so, I don't so, know. I think she might have just know. been she's like, walking the edge. where were you? Yeah, or, exactly. uh, like casual, like yeah. questioning. No, that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'd like to think that. I'm just not 100% sure, you know? So, this, oh, God, this is sad. Like, this, I, I don't like this because it's sad. It's already sad to think about what Reese went through under the mountain. But, like, knowing that yeah. the inner circle, like, he had to cut them out, basically. And, like, all they heard were his frantic last thoughts, basically, before he cut it. Like, cut the connection. So, as Reese explains, he's basically, like, they didn't, like, she was, like, well, what, like, you weren't under the mountain. And Moore's, like none of us were and Reese is like Amarantha didn't even know of them and anyone that did know of them found themselves losing their minds so you learn more and more that Reese had to do Reese doesn't just kill for the fun of it so like some of these people he literally had to break their minds or kill them mm -hmm. just because they had met one of his inner circle and you know like Reese isn't about that like that that's hard enough and so she he says that and he's like I, I had to do basically what I had to do and she starts to realize, she's like, you really kept these people, this city safe for 50 years. And I think really, she's starting to realize how much the inner circle also suffered by not being able to help him. And by knowing, like, 
the guilt they must have felt, like survivor's guilt, essentially. And I think this is when Feyre finally realizes, like, his yeah. actions in protecting Valaris were justified. Like, if you can save a city, then save a city. It doesn't matter if other cities fall. Him saving Valaris did not really necessarily cause other cities to fall. Yes, it, it, it didn't open its doors for, like, um, any refugees. But, I mean, how would the refugees have gotten there? You know what I mean? Like, they would have had to traverse the mountains and everything. Like, I think she's finally starting to realize, like, okay, yeah. My anger was on, like, my anger was misplaced. My angry, like, I should have just been angry with Amarantha for what was going on. Like, and more literally, I think it's more. She's like, yeah, there is not one person in this city who is unaware of what went on outside these borders or of the cost. And I'd like to think, like, I'm hoping Feyre's feeling, like, I know this is kind of harsh, but I hope she feels a little shame right now. Like, I'm sorry. She should be a little bit ashamed of how much anger she was holding towards the people of Lars. I know, like, she had felt it. Reese told her back off, and she did at a certain point. But still, I'm just saying. But, and then... Um, she quickly changes the subject, though. So is, I feel like... I, think, I feel like she probably is feeling that. Yeah. I think so. But what I what I saw is after learning this, she sees all the pain and everything they went through. Not to mention, like, from 500 years worth of pain. And she says, yet if they might all live through their pain, might still laugh. And then she like changes the subject, right? That's her gaining hope. She's seen that these people went through some crazy ass shit too, but they can still have these family dinners, give Cassie and shit, you know, skirt around Amarin. They have good times. So she does, like Madison said, she changes the topic. And she's like, this has to be a harmless question, right? Like she's just trying, she's trying to be nice. (laughs) She's like, so how'd you meet? Like, that's a standard question, you know? Um, and so we, we learned how the three best friends that anyone could have uh, met. It's a tale of mud wrestling and outcast, basically. So buckle up. So Alarians are all about their culture and lineage. They're very, like, I, I, I like to think of them as old-fashioned. They're set in their ways. Um, I, I honestly equate it to kind of like the, uh, what are they, Iron Teeth mm-hmm. or whatever, Manon's clan. They're very set in their ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? The, yeah, the Iron Teeth, right? Iron Teeth clan? Yeah, okay. So they live up in the mount- in the northern mountains. They have, like, camps. They're in different clans. They have their own high lords and princes. Um, they basically loathe High Fae or anyone who's an outsider coming in and, like, telling them how to do things. And we'll see that had an influence. So we get just a tiny bit of Az's background. Uh, because, like I said, his story is very personal. And I think they kind of leave it to him. Because most of this is Cass talking. Yeah, of course it's Cass talking. He likes to talk. Um so Az is the bastard of one of the local lords, um, and he basically, like, once his Shadow Slinger powers appeared, he was left at a camp. And at that camp was Cass. Cass was the bastard of a war camp laundress and an unnamed warrior who he, he says she either wouldn't name or wouldn't remember. But no, 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 no. And no, no. my Shadow qu- Slinger. Question, do we think that... Not Slinger. I, I literally singer, looked and I was like, singer, I was like, yeah. no, I was like, yeah, have okay. I been reading that, that wrong the entire fucking singer, yes. time? I was like, shit the no, bed. No, you haven't. No. That sounds way cooler. No, I'm just an idiot. My bad, Okay, guys. I was so confused. I was like, no, it's not, it. that doesn't <laughs> sound pretty. That's not what ads is. 
No, no, sorry. Okay, sorry. Well, while you're talking about it, so Sh- Shadow Singer, apologies. We find out they're similar to uh, Damati. They're very rare. They're coveted by courts across the world because they have, like, superior stealth, and they literally hear and feel things that others can't because I'm guessing, like, the shadows are the ones that feel and tell them. But I, that would be such a big burden to bear. Mm-hmm. And also, when those appear when you're a child, that would be terrifying. Like, especially if you, since they're so rare, he, it sounds like he never had a fellow shadow singer to like teach him. So that'd be terrible. But so we find out, uh, like I said, Cass is the bastard of a war camp laundress and either she won't name or she doesn't remember the father. It was a warrior. But now I have to ask, it's very casually mentioned. Do, and we know that he went back and basically like, we find out later, he like massacred the people that worked his mother to death, which fair, love it. Do we think that's going to be a plot line somehow in a court of that silver flame? Cool. Like who his Probably. father actually was? Because we know, like the big, the big theory is like it's gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time in the Illyrian war camps and everything like that. What if his father is like some like ancient, powerful, like well known warrior or a high lord oh. or one of their princes? Like you don't, I don't know. But I, it, I feel like it could be. But I think part of Cass's appeal is Cass like. As was a high lord's son, or a yeah, high lord's son with powers. Reese is the high lord's son with like immeasurable powers, and Cass is like, I'm just really powerful randomly. So that I don't know if she'll do that because it might take away from the fact that that's part of what makes Cass Cass is the fact that like he doesn't have any special powers besides the killing power. You know what I mean? It might take away from his story, but it could be. I read that yeah. and I was like, I never really noticed. Yeah, that you literally don't hear about. Well, his maybe that's something like that's like so truly personal, and maybe he only so, shares it with Nessa. Ooh, yeah oh that'd be that'd be good too like a way for yeah that'd be a good bonding i like that i like that so um as was dropped off at the camp that cast this is what's kind of crazy to me so as was dropped off at the camp that cast was born into but as soon as cast was weaned uh they basically were like fuck you to his mom and took him away and he cast was flown to a, a a distant camp and as stuck at the camp that Cass was raised in, or that he was, like, originally born in. And Cass never got to see his mother again. Which is truly, ter- like, sad. Um, and as he's telling this story, it, it's pretty it's pretty sad. Because, like, Cassie and even, like, Moore's like, they should have thrown you off a cliff instead of, like, putting you in a different distant camp. Because it's Moore. She's trying to, like, get, keep it a little bit, like, lighthearted. And cast with like a deadly sharp grin it's like oh definitely especially because when i was old enough and strong enough to go back to the camp that i'd been born in i learned that those pricks worked my mother until she died and we find out later that he then killed them but this again this shows their family dynamic where favors like again that silence fell different this time the tension and simmering anger of a unit who had endured so much survived so much and felt each other's pain keenly if that isn't, like, family, mm-hmm. I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Like, they built their own family. And it's the strongest thing. It's each of their, like, strongest strengths. So, basically, after we find out, like, Reese was torn from his mother as soon as he was weaned, and then they worked her to death, Reese feels the need to be, like, you might be wondering what's going on. And he's, like, Alarians are <laughs> fucking ass. They're, like, cocksucks to all women. Like, they're horrible. Cock sucks they to all women. Wings, they <laughs> God, I love fly. that. Hashtag I am not wrong. So, they clip their wings. That's fucking horrible. They clip their, like, ooh. So, 
they clip their wings. It's literally just a small inc- incision, but like they don't let it proper, like properly heal. So it, it, it cripples them, which is just terrifying. And then we shift into, we learn more about Reese's mother for the first time. Now, remember last episode, we mentioned how like Reese mentioned Reese and Pharaoh were having like their deep conversation and he mentioned his mother and she could hear the pain in his voice and left it alone. So we know when he's talking about his mother, it's a big deal. And so he talks about how his mother loved flying more than anything. She was gentle and wild and she just loved to fly. And so knowing that as soon as a woman bled for the first time that her wings were clipped, she did everything she could to stop it. She starved herself. She took illegal herbs. She was doing everything. And she got away with it for 18 uh, also years. Also jealous. pretty impressive. <laughs> um, and of course. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, and of course, it just she couldn't hold it off any longer. Nature's course. And she bleeds. And of course, some fucking soldiers like, oh, blood. And turns her in. And her being, like, the wild spirit that she is, she tried to actually, like, outfly the warriors, which I pre Like, she fought like hell. She sounds amazing. Um, and, of course, the, she's, the, the warriors were faster because they were trained and there were more of them. They catch her. And they're literally, like, stringing her up in the middle of the camp, getting ready to clip her wings when her, his father winnows in as High Lord because he was going to talk to him about the war. And he looks over and sees this... Alarian woman fighting like I think he says like a hellcat yeah like a hellcat and and Reese like pauses here and swallows because it's 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 emotional for him and he's like the mating bond snapped into place for his father Ugh, and he knew that's terrifying and he misted the guard badass and I'm I'm okay see I was gonna say my my notes literally say yikes dot 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 but hot question mark because like. I don't know. He sees his mate being held down and that's his instant response. I'm like, okay, okay. I see you. Um, and then she looks at him because she's probably like, what the fuck just happened? Looks at him, mating mom clicks into place. He takes that's her away. That's the kind of timeline I enjoy. Madison's type of timeline. <laughs> I am all that's about fair. the insta love, damn it. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. That's what it's called. Insta love, okay. Wait, okay, that's that is what, what it's called. It. It's like kind of a subgenre. <laughs> Yeah. Insta love. No, no. Like, it like it's all love over love. Instagram. Like, it's a subgenre of romance. I love it. So, wait. No, insta, insta as in like, that's like, love. No. No, no. As in, as in instant, but Instagram. that's like the shorter version. <laughs> well, it sounds like. It sounds like a love story unfolding. It is not. It is not. Okay. It is. Don't do it. It's one of my genres, damn it. Well, if it sounds written like it. correctly. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Either way, they, they fall in insta love. Whatever. Whatever. So basically they they we find out that like mating bonds can be wrong for those involved. They really can. And I think that's a good like metaphor for the fact that not all love is good you know what i mean like love can destroy <laughs> love can be listen oh, up, listen this is you the only right. flaw like, in the moss book not... man mating bonds should be <laughs> yeah they i mean it is it's kind of sad to think about that but 
So throughout their entire time together, Reese's mother is trying to like get him to clip, like ban the clipping of wings and he won't allow it. And it's kind of like, it's pragmatic, but disgusting. Cause he's like, well, I don't want to upset the Alarians by telling them what to do. Cause I need them in the war. And I'm like, well, that's shitty. Like these women are literally being like crippled for life. Like that's horrible. But also this is an interesting dichotomy because that shows that like Reese's father to him, like, Reese's mother was just that. She was just, like, the mother mm-hmm. of my children, my mate. Like, she had no business with, like, leadership. You know what I mean? And we see, we know that, like, Reese is like, nah, fuck that. There's my high lady. Um, so I just find it interesting, though, that, like, this is where we get a hint that, like, mating bonds are not always... I don't want to say they're not correct, because they still were meant to be mates. It's just they're not always healthy, I guess is a good thing. Like, good way to say it. I know, Madison, it, it breaks your heart. But we do find out, like, Reese's mother was, like, fiery and beloved by all. Like, she sounds like a very good woman. And so once Reese was old enough to where he could, like, call his wing- his Alarian wings back and, like, because we know he can call them at will, basically. Um, his mother, his, he's eight years old, and his mother's like, okay, if you're going to have the wings, you're going to learn about them. And she's like, and you're going to learn about my family's culture. So she takes him into one of the camps, and it just so happens to be the camp that Cass is at. Um, and on his first day, she shoves her eight-year-old son into the fighting ring and walks away. And Feyre, of course, is like, "You? Did, she did what? And, like, everybody at the table is like, oh, no, no, it's normal. It's normal. It's, that's not even the craziest part of this story. Like, keep listening. And I find it interesting. It's like, Reese, at the, like, at that young of an age, he's still trying to control his power, right? And this blows my mind. Like, I didn't notice it the first time I read this book. His power contains of multiple different like facets of power you know what i mean and out of his basically limitless power mm-hmm. only a small portion of it is like the alarian killing power right which is already rare enough to have but he has so much of it on top of his other magic he can't wear siphons he can't use siphons he literally breaks them from his power he's too powerful for a siphon they tried multiple siphons he kept breaking them and I'm just like, that's insane. Like, when you stop and think about it, that's insane. Because we know how powerful Az and Cass are, and they just have the killing power. And they can still use it with seven siphons, right? Cass and Az have seven siphons. Reese is too powerful to even... They, it sounds like they tried all kinds of them, and it didn't work. So, one, how crazy is it in his inner circle he has two, like, Alarians that have the killing power to such a degree, and then himself, too. Like, I would not fuck with this inner circle, is what I'm trying to say. And because of the level of his magic, the, the leader of the camp's like, okay, we're just, you're not allowed to use magic. We don't want everyone to die in an accident. Like, just don't use magic. <laughs> Which I'm like, fair. And we find out, of course, uh, Reese was shoved into the fighting ring and he was wearing all his nice clothes. And so Cassie was like, I'm gonna beat the shit That's out of you. That's friendship right there. This I mean, I nice. just like, I like Cassie. He's like, you were and... so clean. <laughs> right. It looks like you took a shower recently. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Shove you in the mud. Yeah, how how fucking dare you? So, as kind of explains, he's like, look, Cassian, uh, back in those days while we were like while we were at camp, would basically just like that's how he won his clothes. That's how he won anything. Was he would beat the shit out of whoever owned them and then take them. Be like, nah, stay down, bitch. Give me your give me your like gauntlet. Give me your shoes. I like your boots. Like that's what he did. But Az is kind of, like, saying it, like, oh, yeah, he was kind of a dick. And, like, Cass, like, chuckles. But Feyre kind of looks at him, and she sees him in a new light, because she, she says, I'd never met anyone else in Perinthian who had ever been hungry, desperate, not like I had been. 
And Cassian kind of blinks and he looks at her and Feyre could swear that he was trying to convey with his eyes, like, you know what it is like. You know the market leaves. And I just want to say I fucking love Feyre and Cassian's relationship. It is like big brother, little sister. Oh, oh fuck me. That is like the most beautiful scene. Court of Wing and Ruin. I literally like tear up every time. I love it. And this is the beginning of it because this is this is Feyre literally realizing, like, because I think up until now, she just assumed yeah. all High Fey had, like, these, like, fancy lives that nothing ever really went wrong. You know what I mean? Like, she just thought they all had good lives. And, or, like, I guess Fey in general, because technically Alarians aren't High Fey, as I said. But either way, I think this is where she's looking, and she's like, oh, okay. And yeah. she's already seen. She's realized they went through some shit. Like, they've been through some shit, you know? And I, I just, God, this, this scene right here, I'm just like, oh, my God, you guys are so cute. So Cassian's like, you know, I'd beaten every boy in our age group twice. I was getting fucking bored with it, you know? And he's like, well, there's Reese. He smelled different. He smelled like, because he could, like, smell his power. I'm assuming he's like, he smelled like a true opponent. And then I like this. He's like, we both got three lashings for the fight. And Favor's like, you fucking kidding? Like, she flinches. She's like, oh, my God, they're hitting children. Amber cuts in, and she was like, they do worse. Like, three lashings is an encouragement to keep fighting. Like, sometimes their bones are badly broken repeatedly over weeks. She just says this casually. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in these camps? Like, Jesus. And I like this because Favor's like, your mother sent you into this, she says to Reese. And, like, Reese is, like, kind of, like, hot where he's like, he didn't. She did it for my own good. Like, she didn't want him to rely on his power. Um, she knew from the moment she conceived me that I'd be hunted my entire life. And so she wanted him to, like, be ready for it. And to that end, after being in the camp all day learning to fight, um, they have, like, their own cabin at the camp, he and his mother. And she teaches him, like, she tutors him at night. And it's one of those nights oh, where he's sitting there reading by the window tears. and he sees poor little Cassie and, you know, like, walking back, um, Walking back to his, like, little tent because apparently, like, bastards were giving nothing. Like, they had to find their own shelter, their own food, everything. And they're in, like, the northern mountains where even as it's, like, those mountains are, like, the harshest conditions in, like, the world. Like, that's fucking awful. So, Reese sees, like, poor little Cassie. I'm just imagining Cassie with the shoulders hunched just, like, kind of trudge into this little ramshackle tent. I'm like, oh, baby Cassie. So, basically, Reese was like, okay, that's it. He sneaks out into the middle of the night wakes him up and like drags Cassie into the cabin. Remember, Cassie just beat the living shit out of him and took his clothes and Reese is still doing this. Like Reese is truly pure hearted. And he drags him in and he's like, that's it, you're staying here. And so Reese's mom, I like this. She was livid at first because she's like, that's not how like because she's like, that's our culture. Like he has to do it. But then she's like, you know what? Uh never mind. So she like when Reese explains and then she looks behind him at Cass and her she just changes. She's like, you know what? He probably well, looked I like really the pathetic. Fact that she's she like, said, take a hot bath. Get in the bath. Here's a bedroom. Or, you're get, a bed or you. you can go back out to the cold. And he goes, being a smart lad, I obeyed. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, and you get the sense that I think she really did kind of become a mother figure, both to Cassian and then I think later as. Like, I think when she was lost yeah. with Reese's sister, uh, Cass and Reese lost a mother and a sister too. Like, not to get too sad, but I think that's what it really came down to. So he had spent his life. He literally said, I'd spent my life sleeping on the ground. So, like, Cass didn't know what to, he was like, that bed is weird. Like, could you imagine that the first time you lay into a bed? You would. You'd feel like you're like sinking. It would probably feel weird. And she she knew. So she went into the bedroom and she was like, I understand what it feels like. Like, 
you're going to be swallowed up, but, like, the bed's yours as long as you want it. Like, she comforted him. And I'm just like, this woman sounds amazing. Truly amazing. <laughs> and then I like this. And Bear's like, oh, so you were friends after that. And Reese is like, fuck, no. Fucking hated them. And, like, they just kept getting worse and worse. But, um... That Cass stayed with them. Uh, Fair's mother is the reason, like, she tutored Cass as well. Or not Fair's mother, sorry, Reese's mother. And then he is, I like how he says, it wasn't until Az arrived a year later that we decided True. to be allies. And I Probably. can't help but think it's because Az was the voice of logic and reason. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, and so Cassian's like, it was great, man. A new bastard and an untrained shadow uh, singer to boot. Oh, great. Like, it's great. Like, this is, I'm not, we're not low men, so people can hate on him. And then he says, not to mention, he couldn't even fly thanks to, and then Moore's like, stay on track, Cassian, because Moore, even though she kind of does treat as terribly, she does love him in her own way. She knows, she's like, that's not your story to tell. Like, she's like, no. She cuts him off before he, we learn more about as. So we get like a hint, you know? Um, we, I say hint, but like his story is just so fucking sad. I don't want that. We'll do Caitlin. She's objective. That was sad. It's too sad. I, I can't do, do it. it. There we go. Yeah. Um. So as yeah, as comes a year later, which I find kind of interesting because like as was actually already like he was dropped off at first at the uh, the camp that um Cass was born into and then like brought to this camp. And so, of course, Cassie is like, so Reese and I made his life a living hell. Naturally, you know, like seems fair. Um, but like Reese's mother had known Az's mother, so she took Az in too. And basically they they just started getting um they get they were more and more powerful. Everyone around them could see it, and they were like, you know what, everybody hates us, let's band together. Like, do you want to form an alliance? Yeah, okay, cool. And I like this. This is what I was kind of talking about with maybe we don't find out about Cassian's father. Is Pharaoh looks at Cassie and is like, Okay, like, do you have any powers? And She's like, like them, and she like puts it <laughs> to like As and Reese. And Moore's like, a volatile temper doesn't count because like Cassian almost like said something. And I like this. He gives her he gives her a grin um, and says, "No, I don't. Not beyond a heaping pile of the killing power, bastard born nobody through and through." And like Reese goes to object, and Cassian's like, "Nope." He's like, "Even so, like everybody knew we were different." Um, we were stronger, we were faster, um, and he's like, like, the cauldron knew we'd been set apart and wanted us to find each other. And Reese's mother saw it, I know, right? Reese's mother saw it, too. And this is where I have a little hope that, uh, as isn't a virgin. And he, because Cassie's like, especially as we reached the age of maturity and all we wanted to do was fucking fight. And then I like (laughs) this, where Amron's like, males are horrible creatures, aren't they? And I'm like, honestly... You speak the truth, Amron. And Moore's like repulsive. Well, can we, her I don't and I'm think like, again, Cass and Az have met the more truth. Men are horrible, before guys. this little phase. Right? No. Be- no, I don't think so. I think they're just. No, they're, no, no. I mean, I mean, so like, I think, I don't think like, Moore had met as fight when they reached maturity. Before they. Before like they were went through their maturity and did the fucking or fighting. I think it was after yeah. that. Yes, I think Az had that phase, but then I think oh, so he didn't go back to it did just like because he was still in love okay, with okay, okay. more at that time. Okay. <sighs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Over- okay. Okay. That's still like oh, over five hundred years ago. But that's <laughs> <not> <laughs> okay. So, 
I do like this because then, right? Yeah. <laughs> so after Amron and Moore's little, like, men suck, um, I like this because Feyre goes, some surviving small part of my heart wanted to laugh at that. She doesn't, but she wanted to. And I'm like, oh, stepping stone. Yes. Like, this whole chapter has so many, like, little t- points that you're like, yay! Like, favor's coming back. So, Reese is like, or Cassie's like, Reese's power grew every day. So, it got to the point that literally everybody in the camp knew that if he wanted to, he could miss all of us, like, on a whim. Which is kind of terrifying. Like, you better stay on his good side. And he, and Cassie's like, and honestly, like, Cass, or Az and I weren't far behind. Like, we were just that powerful. And he taps his siphon, and he says... Uh, a bastard Alarian had never received a siphon. And he's like, as and I both were appointed them, albeit begrudgingly. Um, and when we were, basically every warrior in the camp started siphoning them up. And we find out, I don't think it's too far from now, when we find out how they have to, like, um, climb the mountain and stuff to, like, yeah. graduate the camp. They, we don't find out here, but we find out later, like, what they make them do, where, like, you basically have to survive. Which I'm like, Jesus, that's crazy. Um and so he's basically like, only the purebred pricks get siphons, usually. The ones that are bred for the killing power. Because it is rare, I can imagine it's the Larians value it so much that they literally strategically breed. Which is creepy. Yeah. Um, but then Az cuts in. I like that Az comes in, like, when they need to segue. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's letting Cass tell the story, but he's, like, keeping it on track. Just, like, more kind of keeps him from, like, just divulging secrets. And so Az is like, the war came. And Reese's father visited our camp to see how his son had fared 20 after years 20 years. That I'm like, Bitch, did you not visit in 20 years? But, yeah. like, he's not fucking his wife to on the, the side. Oh, okay, to them it isn't. I guess that's true. But, that's like... True. And also, the when, the, when, was, when was Reese's sister conceived? It had to have been after the war then uh, wait she no i think she was young really young when she was killed i think she was she was really because young the mother would have left the mother would yeah yeah uh, like, so I'm we both ended our little sections with a fuck you fuck family fuck you anyways well i'm i have one more thing to say is that fucking reese's father pulled a cornelia spudge basically and, like, feared their power and was like, oh, no, they're going to overthrow me. And so he doesn't put them together in the war. And so he literally separated the threesome throughout the war. They got, they got to the point that they literally just had to check casualty lists to check on each other. Because they never saw each other. They never heard from each other. And we get this, like, interesting tidbit where Cass is like, oh, yeah, it wasn't until Reese was captured. And then Reese is like, that's a story for another time. Shut the fuck up. And, uh... You know, because that story is like after the war when Reese became High Lord, i.e., after Tam got his mother and sister killed and killed his father, he appointed this inner circle. And then others weren't happy, which leads into Caitlin's spot. But I do want to say this was Reese keeping the story from Fair because he didn't want to yeah. like, yeah. seem like he was like manipulating so her by telling her the we get truth into of what happened a to slight breakdown yet. of what happened to the Night so. Court. Um, as Reese says, they fall into three categories. Um, one is so they all hate him, but one is <laughs> it's pretty much that's that's the main consistency. One who hated him and hated him enough to um, join when Amarantha took over. They joined and died. Um, two, those who tried to overthrow him and then face the consequences. And Fair. three, those who hated him but tolerated him, so he gave him Hewn City. So which they don't leave, they're fine. 
they're free to govern and do as much as they wicked please. So that's pretty much the the court of nightmares right there. And then, yeah, because they don't have to deal with that bullshit. Honestly, they can leave them under the mountain. Setup. And Reese goes there every really so often to be like, remind them that I'm the, your high lord and don't piss me off. Remind them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's yeah, like a perfect exactly. excuse to like let the rest um, of the world so think that the court Farah is then like, made up of them. This, what this court is called. And Cassian says, I love this. The court of dreams. And I just... Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. It's it's the dreams of a half-breed high lord, two bastard Illyrians, and two females. Like, oh, I just... I love it so much. And so they, like... So they... Um, Amarin and Moore then go in to explain why they were... Why are they considered part of the inner circle? Amarin says, casually... No one has asked me to be a second, so I thought I wanted to see what it was like. Ugh, cash. Yeah, very. Yeah, very Amarin response. And then we have more that goes. She was a dreamer in the code of nightmares. Like that's just like oh, it makes me love her even more. Evan, so aside from Amarin, because we don't really know. I mean, we know she left under suspicious circumstances wherever she was originally but god their stories are so heartbreaking yeah i mean i think aaron's is heartbreaking in the fact but that she, she was, was an assassin of death creature and she's been trapped in this body for so long yeah. i don't know if it's free <laughs> if you're an assassin yeah, yeah a powerful free creature because yeah. you have to kill certain people why why? I mean, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I'm never hiring you, you for a hit job. <laughs> you just be like, oh, haha, that person's standing next to the other person. Bang bang! How like, dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, if I have to make it look, oh my God. I'm too loud to be an assassin. Yeah, you oh, are. You would be a terrible assassin. <laughs> I'd be a on, very Caitlin. good assassin, guys. I'm very charismatic. So then Cass asks Pharaoh what her story was. And she goes into the background. We've gone over her story multiple times, so I didn't really feel the need to kind of go through it. Um, so we go through, Pharaoh tells her story. And kind of the things that come out of that story is, one, Cassian offers to help her fight. I love that. He's like... He he honestly he doesn't even say like he doesn't give her an mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. He goes, "What about to fight? Lucky for you, you've just found yourself a teacher." And I was like, "That is just like he doesn't even know her yet." And he's like, "Well, fuck, I'm here to do like I'm here to protect you. I'm here to teach you. Like that's what we're gonna do." Mm-hmm. And I know. And Farrah kind of like what a first off song. she because fucking Tam and Ianthe just fucked with her so much. That she first kind of like is like against it. Like she pushes back it. But she also has this idea. She's like, I would not be weak again. I would not depend on anyone else. I would have never have to endure the touch of the adder as it dragged me because I was too helpless to know where and how to hit. Never again. Then, and so she like, she has that. And then she also goes back then fucking Ianthe. I like that. And Tamlin says, and like what she responds is, you don't think it sends a bad message oh. if people see me learning to fight using weapons. And 
thankfully, I think this is like, again, one of her little like stepping stones. She finally realizes how stupid that was when she says it out loud. Thank God. Because I don't think she's ever said it out loud until this moment. Mm-hmm. Or at least like thought of it. Like she never really was like, why are they doing this? This is dumb. This is the final yeah. moment where she's like, yep, this sounds dumb. And I, again, yeah. I love more to death. The fact that m- more like silence, then more with a soft venom that made me understand the High Lord's Third had received training of her own in the Court of Nightmares. So more is like, listen, mm-hmm. she's like, let me tell you two things as someone has been in your sh- shoes before. Um, one, Farah has left the Spring Court. And if that doesn't send a fucking message, what else will? Like, literally, she left the Spring Court. Like, she's no longer under Ianthe's rule. She's no longer under Tamlin's rule. Like, she's gone. Two, Moore understands what it's like to live in a place where the opinions of others matter. It almost broke Moore, but she survived. And she said, like, one of her biggest things is to hell with a reputation. You know you uh, do what you love, what you need. And... This is where it kind of clicks in Farrah's head that she realized she could have a friend in more. She realized more is going to let her live her life and just do what she wants. She's not going to step aside for Farrah to speak. She's actually going to go to like dinner and like actually wants to talk to her. Whereas Ianthe, the prick, the bitch that she was, was like, no, I'm ruling you. This is my job. Pretty much. Doesn't this just make you even kind of sadder for in the beginning when like Ferris like first goes to the the huge like the she house gonna want to hang out with me she's gonna want to be friends and, with like, me you like know yes waiting the whole week like is she gonna want to hang out yeah but so yeah. now like finally like Ferris realizes just makes that me she really actually sad. I'm like, oh, is going Lord. to have a friend and uh, the thing that also helps with this is that she knows she wants to be in this court now oh, like yeah. she was able to like she won. Thankfully for Reese, he didn't push her into this situation, whereas Tamlin did. He uh, is like, he gave her the opportunity to decide, to see his inner circle, to see his people, to understand that they have all gone through some sort of horribleness and that they're all still here. And uh, she goes, if I wanted to be part of a group who would likely push me and overwhelm me and maybe frighten me, but if they were willing to stand against Highburn after already fighting for 500 years and... The thing is, she she told she looks at Cassian and she goes, "I'll think about it." And oh, this like kills me because you you know she goes through the bond in my hand. I could have sworn I felt a glimmer of pleased surprise. <laughs> I checked my mental shields, but they were intact. And Rysan's calm face oh. revealed no hint of its origin. So I think at this point, she she again she thinks it's through the the deal in her hand, but it's the fucking mating bond. And I don't think Reese at this point, like, realizes yeah. that she can still, like, clock his feelings. Because she's still, I don't, like, I just, I feel like he, he's, like, not fully aware of how much she can clock know. with him. Because I think at a few points, she's, like, gotten inside his mind and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's when she, well, that's when she slips in. Yeah, and know. he's doing I it. I feel like he did kind of want. I think he does. He's he's aware and is okay. If it's with it. dirty, I'm ready for. Can that. I just tell you <laughs> where mine mine went? With yes. This? Okay. So I'm here. I'm here. She... What are we talking about? Okay. Oh, oh, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> oh my god, this is okay. so good. Oh, okay. I'm like whew, sweating. All right. So 
I love okay so, okay so like through the bond she right. felt like the glimmer of like please surprise right so like that's oh like, yes I'm right? sold so, like, what are we talking know, about imagine if they had like a dom <laughs> sub thing where like oh hang on hang on okay 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 like what if like a dom sub but you have the mating bond right and like you're in public and say you like mouth off or something and your dom down the bond oh, is like my like you know like annoyed or like you're gonna pay for that later like you could have an entire dom sub like dynamic going on and people would not know or or you do something good and you're dom down the or you're the dom girl whatever you want like if you dom that's fine but like down the bottom the dom can be like good girl you'll get your treat later or some shit like that thank you literally i read the like please surprise and like the okay of it. here's yeah, where my like, mind went oh, when we we're talking about so this many and possibilities guys this. i'm so sorry if i annoy you with my menage talk <laughs> but i can totally see as being a dom oh and my Lucian god and elaine being I, think the subs. Said this, though. I know exactly oh, but like yeah. my thing mm-hmm. is <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, we know. Shay Moss, please listen to this fucking podcast. (laughs) Um, but like, I can totally see that, and like, down the bond or with like a couple of you know his shadows, like showing approval. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Go on, Caitlin. Uh, Otherwise, I'm gonna get into a deep black cauldron hole of this. Oh. Well, I wish I wish we didn't have to wait till chapter fifty four to get all this shit. But mm. yep, go yep. Take me, Ugh. take take my mind so, away. Then we turn to like not so fun stuff when um. No, we, it's fun. She accepts. Well, so she accepts. No, <laughs> but it's still good. She accepts it. Well, yeah, so, about war, Madison. Yep. Well, so. Well. Farah, of course, good, but not she goes, fun, I accept yes, your offer psycho. to work with you to earn my keep Jeez. and to help with hybrid in whatever way that I can. And then Reese kind of goes into what's been happening since since he's gotten out of um, Amarantha court or whatever that court was called. I don't know what it was. Um, under the mountain. <laughs> under the mountain. There we go. Since he comes out from under the mountain. One, um, so he talks about how yeah. hybrid wants to resurrect Jurian. And everyone's oh, like, Aw, Jurian. Oh. Oh, also, like, yeah. that poor fuck. Oh, that's true. Literally, like, right now, he you're died, like, oh, he was an eyeball like, oh, for a while, and now they're trying to resurrect him. Yeah. It's a finger joint. Hang on, hang on. Oh, an come on. Oh, he's literally an eyeball. Yeah, he was more than an eyeball. That poor fuck. Okay. Um, and so they talk about how he was There's a way to do it, which is why Hybern has been going and destroying the temples and has killings. He's going to go a different route from the way that Farah did it. Um, what? He needs I, the cauldron. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. He, so he needs all of that needs, stuff. That's like the book, and so right? Yeah, Amber yeah, says yeah, the only the way that they can figure the this out yeah, to I, see what's going on is if they go to the bone carver. And and she says the only thing, the only person that is actually going to be able to get anything out of the phone yes! cover is going to be Farah because she has been, he, he's not going to talk to Reese. He's not going to talk to anybody because the bone cover, bone cover might be willing to talk to her indeed because of like who she is. Yes, exactly. And she goes, your choice, Reese like says, your like choice, Farah. Like and she goes, how bad can it be? Basically. And Cassie, yeah. of course, responds, bad. 
Cassian Spear and the Bone Garver. LOL. Yes. Can I just... Okay. Oh, I love that. No, no, oh, no. The best is Cassian Spear of Braxis. That's... Okay, so that's what I... Okay, real quick. I know this is long. So... Talking about the Bone Carver, obviously he's a really cool character. Kind of fucked up, but I appreciate it. I would note that, like, maybe it's just me because I do, you know, I love the surreal, and that's probably the saddest death to me. Either way, is SJM, she has a way of writing, like, the monsters that she writes, some are truly monsters, like, from the get-go, Amarantha, or others are, like, hidden monsters, like Tamlin, basically. But the ones that she writes is, like, yeah. what you think are monsters, like, the bone car is really like he ends up helping him, you know. He's not that yeah. bad. I mean, he kills a lot of people. I don't that's think fair. Is that a fair. Is that a kink? Um, like carving their own uh, stories into their bones? I don't know. Every- okay, fine, fine. Oh my god, I like that one better. Fine. I think a hobby is okay, better. Okay. Everybody has a hobby: some crochet, some podcast, some. Okay, fine. He just has a hobby, guys. Like it's just an odd hobby. It's fine. And then you've got, like, the Surreal, who <laughs> just loves the tea. Like, let's be honest. They don't really do, like, they don't do anything. <laughs> then you've got Braxis, who, God love her, just wanted a fucking window and someone to talk to. The only one that's truly kind of <laughs> horrific is the Weaver. But, like, honestly. Ah, it's a simplified version. <laughs> pretty. Like, she's the one. Like she, I'll admit, she's the one that is like pretty much. But they also like Braxis and the Bone Carver. Like all of them, like their her siblings, like talk about how she's like the fucking worst. They're like, dude, no, she's psycho. But like the other ones, like they're like they just want the simple things, you know. They want to do their hobby. They want to talk to someone. They want to see the sky. Uh-huh. They want to know all the gossip. Okay, so guys, that was chapter sixteen. Uh, we, next week is the fucking bone carver, guys. So, uh, we're we're saving that for all one episode. I know we said we do it this week, but we had a lot to get through after looking at the chapter and everything that was in it. Um, well. Uh- Honestly, like, I think, like, fair warning, guys, like, like we kind of mentioned in the beginning, like, a lot of these chapters in A Court of Mist and Fury are pretty long, and I don't think you guys are going to be mad with extra episodes, so I think yeah. what we're going to do is start really doing doesn't depend. more, more episodes where we might chapters, only do a chapter so... or two instead of three, just yeah. like a heads up. But we'll, um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, what are we reading? Yeah, uh, exactly. I have a exactly. big update here. Look so. at this little paragraph I wrote. Anywho. That's yeah, true. Exactly. I read so many books, guys. Like, just this morning, I finished Bro, that Dragon Mate book, which, like God, I had too? a lot higher hopes for. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Okay, so anyway, for Kindle Unlimited readers, so for those of us that have KU, which, oh, God, oh my God. I love, I've... No, no. Kindle <laughs> Unlimited. Um, I read two arcs this week that are both out now. Um, Bad sense. Habits by Only James and Neve Wilder. Fucking fabulous. It's got assassins, loose morals, guns, dicks of glore. I mean, it's great. Is this centimeters? Dicks galore. Did you just exactly thank you? you. Um, then also Scandal by Johnny Holmes. Uh, it's the second book to the secrets, which I mentioned a while back. That's a winner for like all you BDSM lovers. Oof, it's delicious. Uh Age gap with like a younger Dom. Oh, 
Um, yeah, so definitely read that. Uh, also, I just got uh, an arc for Lucy Lennox, uh, Her Liars, um, with May Archer. Just came out. It's not out yet, but it's coming out. Uh, the first book, Fakers, was a great read. Uh, definitely do that. Uh, humor, contemporary romance, a little Southern love. Great shit. Uh, but duty. So I had a lot of arcs. I had like three arcs this week. I just started Affair of Poisons. And sorry, guys, I did not get through it this week. But I did start it. And after I finished the Dragon Mate book this morning. So I did start it. But it is good. Like the beginning of this book, I'm telling you, let me just you know how I like my first sentences here. Okay. My laboratory reeks of death. Not of blood and flesh and decay, but the garlicky bite of arsenic, the musty essence of hemlock, and the sweet smell of oleander like rose water and citrus. The lethal perfume tickles my nose. Oh! Woo! So, just so you know, that really stuck me in. So, thinking that it's going to be good, but then Damn. again, I'm only at the beginning. I've only read a couple chapters, but from what I can tell really good so i will finish this i promise ya is still there i just had to get my arc readers some stuff that's fair um so let's see uh this past week i finished a contemporary um mm romance called conventionally did Yours. i know you were reading it's this? really cute it's like enemies to lovers they're they're like um, bitch you read an mm like, book and I didn't just, like, tell me I don't think so. I don't think I mentioned it, to be honest. <laughs> wow. I've read a couple. Well, the others, I guess I told you, though. So I see I see your point now. I see your point. Either way. So it's really cute. They're enemy, like, enemies to lovers. They get stuck on a road trip um, on the way to, like, a convention because they play, like, um, they play this card game that I would equate to, like, Magic the Gathering, that type of thing. But because of that, they're, like, both, like, really good at the game, and they're they're competing against each other, but they have to go on the road trip to the convention, and then shenanigans occur. It's really cute. Um, and also, on Goodreads, it's labeled as, like, number one, you know? Like, there's a number one next to it, so I'm like, is there a sequel? There could easily be a sequel, and I'm like, is there a sequel? I need a sequel. So I'm not sure yet. I'll keep you updated. It's called Conventionally Yours. Um, I forget who wrote it, though. I'm a terrible. I'm terrible at this. Um, either way. Um, now I'm in the thick of The Pirate King's Daughter by Trisha Levenseller, a.k.a. the author of The Shadows Between Us. And y'all know I loved that book. Jesus. Um, I've seen this all over Instagram and um, TikTok. Like, a lot of people, like, it's one of those books where people are like, I don't see this enough. And I'm like, well, I see it all the time. But it definitely is worth the hype. I'm going to go with it's, that. It's um, the main character. Don't ask Alosa. me question. <laughs> Alosa? Alosa? I'm not sure how you would pronounce it. Um, she gives, yeah, she gives me... Fair. She gives me um, Aelin, well, more specifically, like, Sel uh, Selena vibes. Uh, she's she's a, like, female equivalent of Jack Sparrow, but even more ruthless and not quite as, like, aloof, but, like, that type of vibe. She's ruthless. She knows what she wants. <laughs> Madison is hot pirate really colors. upset that They're you haven't in, told like, her about this book. like, Caribbean-style oh. setting. Uh, Never mind. She was commenting um, on my. What is she? Oh my God! I just, I just read what Caitlin is reading. What the fine fuck? Um. Yeah. No, I think so. I think you bought the daughter of the pirate king. I have the I princess it. will save you. I love you. it. I'm for it, Caitlin. I think that's how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta split. You gotta split it. 
Oh, yeah, because there was only one copy. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's called The Daughter of the Pirate King. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I said The Pirate King. It's The Daughter of the Pirate King. My bad. Um, Yeah, no, that's what we did. But either way, like, it's really good. I'm, like, I think, like, 100 or so pages in. It's a quick read for sure, but uh, I just haven't had a lot of time. Um, but yeah, I'll keep you posted. There, there's a sequel out where it's like the daughter of the Siren Queen, I believe. So I'll oh, probably as long end up as you know that, us, right? Actually. Yes, I know. Kaylin, let's talk about what Kaylin's reading. Everybody hates me. It's fine. It's fine. I don't oh hate God. you. I'm just confused. So I'm reading Vanity Fair, which is what like the fuck? it's a yeah, it's like it's. it's Wait, like a, oh, I thought you were talking about the magazine. Oh my god, I thought you were talking about the magazine. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that doesn't even oh count. Oh like, my. <laughs> oh fuck me. <laughs> oh my god. You're an English teacher. What does that matter? Madison, you should just go sit in a corner silently for I a minutes. I just assumed it was. <laughs> Fucking magazine! Why would you think? That's oh, why I was so confused. That's why I wrote on her notes. What the fuck? Character makes you think. She I didn't understand. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm about twenty pages. I have to do some like because it's it's not it, again. It's like the old style. Okay. Like, it's a very old classic book, so I have to, like, focus very hard on it. I'm about 20 pages in, though, Mm -hmm. and I've reread it. Yep, I've reread it a few times. Like, I reread those 20 pages a few times to, like... Only, like, a thousand I have not. Oh, okay, okay. Have you ever read it before? Yeah, it definitely... I definitely think so, but... it's very good. I think I was, like, I... It's one of those, like, books that, like, I'm trying to... It's pretty... It's pretty... Read all the books that I have on my bookshelf right now before I go out and buy new ones. Oh, good for you. That's commendable. So I have, like... And that happens to be... So my books are color-coded. That's commendable. Yeah. So that is... I don't understand that, but sure. I don't have rainbow shelves. My books are just (gasps) color-coded. Do you have rainbow yes. shells and you haven't sent us pictures? I'm sorry, and we haven't gotten a photo of this? No. Yeah, rainbow. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, oh, God. And you're getting on me for not Okay, anywho, I'm so never going to get over that. Yep. <laughs> well, so this is, this is in my green one. So the, that, like, my green section. So I think I have a little bit more to go. But I have about four <sighs> or five books after that. Okay, anywho, uh, social media shout out. So, one, subscribe, review, ACOTA podcast. I know I say this every week. Tell your friends, guys. Um, For those of you that put us on your story each week, tell people to listen to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You have no idea how much we appreciate that. I do have the best fucking fan shout out this week, though, guys. I (laughs) am... Super excited about this, okay? We all died. Oh my god, I saw this. I sent it. I was so excited, and y'all are gonna die. Allie Nichols on Insta. Fucking shout out to you. You are boss ass bitch. She sent us this link and um literally to an article. The article called This Smart Vibrator Sinks with Your erotic ebooks and pleasures you as you read oh my god fuck me one i need this but girl this is the best fucking i've ever been sent 
kudos to you. You are queen. So definitely, yes, 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 yes. I was like, I was like, this is the so best fucking happy. invention yes. ever invented. Like, I love this. And like, what the so- hell? <laughs> Let me just I say, let me just say, unsurprisingly, the friends or the people that made it, and I was like, I was like, I support this in many ways. Oh, okay, that yeah, that yeah, that tracks. Um, I also have a shout out to uh, Kylie Fernholz, Fernholz, I think, yeah. Um, she reached out to us on Instagram. Um, first off, guys, seriously, when we say it makes our day when you reach out to us, I'm not kidding. Like we like this one literally made us tear up because we were like, oh my god. Um, basically, she's reaching out just to say like how much she loves the podcast and like it's great to have other people like share the obsession. Which, yeah, we want to spread this obsession with like as many people as possible. And I love she was like, you guys need to like get into a studio, do this professionally, and she's like doing it for all kinds of different series and, I and whatever the fuck else we feel like We're doing all exactly. the Lord of the Rings roses. <laughs> Throne of Glass, Crescent City. I mean, who even knows after that? Oh, that is literally that is the dream. Um, so like, honestly, I think we're too inappropriate. Just, like, I, yeah, I don't think and, like make money, Ooh, right? Oh, um, daddy's but, good. Um, no bullshit. Call her daddy makes money, and they're like, wait, oh, oh, wait, I, oh my god, a bunch of my uh, M authors. Uh, oh god, what is it called? Fuck you. It's called like Lost in Thought or something. It's something with thought. And it literally the the podcast picture is like a hot dog. Right I've never seen anything more, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. Uh huh. Ah, okay. Interesting. Um, but also one thing that she said that we were fucking for. So she's an adult uh book club, which honestly that's fucking awesome, like truly awesome. And they hosted a a Court of Thorn and Roses PowerPoint night, guys. I know you guys have seen him. It's been a huge thing um, with the shutdowns and the pandemic going on. And it's like a good way to like have socially distanced fun to do like the PowerPoints of like just random things. And I guess they had one about a court of thorn and roses and she was laughing because like the podcast gave her a bunch of ideas, things like that. First off, I just want to say this, make this very clear. Y'all have our permission. Oh, we definitely want to see it. And so we can like, just like vibe over it. All we ask is that you send it to us. Okay. Our email. Or just our, send our it email, via yeah. early whatever. It's A-C-O-T-A-R I'm pretty sure you can. You just send it At gmail.com. I give it on a Google. Can you just do that? Can you send a PowerPoint via Insta? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. That would make more sense. Yeah. See, I don't know, guys. Uh, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, like, I cannot make this clear. Fucking send these. These are hilarious. I'm going, as I told uh, oh, yeah. Kylie, I'm going to bug Madison and Caitlin until we get one set up. Because I think it's hilarious and we should do one. Um, but I just like, thank you. That was, that's a perfect example of like, when, when you guys reach out, it's like, we are all and like, also so guys, uh, real, tell your friends, we fight over who gets to answer like legitimately. Like it's yeah, seriously. Like we're, we, we really appreciate it. We love it. Um, and I, I just, I want as many people as possible to be as thirsty as we are for these, for these high fame men. Just saying. So uh, with that, as always, 